love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode 25 of Banter Buddies. The podcast from Cuckoo Kangaroo that uh, has almost been going on an entire year. Wow, 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 wow. Well, we've got we've got uh, so many so many episodes, Brian. It's uh, uh as you said before, we're into those pro numbers, 25 plus. You know, I remember when we were 25? Yeah. Those are the days. Yeah, I, I, that was that, those were the years and yeah, I mean, I think I think 25 and beyond is is when when uh, you know, when the show is going to get really good, I think. You know, we want to say thank you to everybody that's listened so far, but uh, the best show is is the the episodes that are to come, I think. We're just we're we're just picking up steam, Neil. Just yeah. picking it up. Here we yeah. go. We're rolling. We're rolling. We are. Uh, we're happy to be back. Um, you know, for for a show that happens every other week, it's uh, it's kind of a long break, and you know, I miss it when it's not here. But at the same time, I think uh, the every other week uh, cadence is uh, what works best for us. You know, you think just... two weeks isn't that long, but it is pretty long. It is, you know. I know we're days. talking about time, which is fluctuates per human, but it is always pretty long. That's right. You know, I'm nervous about this week for you <gasps> because Why? we're talking about fictional places, uh-huh. and that means that people are going to reference fiction, mm-hmm. and fiction isn't really your game. And I'm worried that you're not going to know any of these places because <laughs> you don't watch any fantasy stuff. Yeah, it's true, but uh, you know the good news is is um, you know fiction I think uh, is, is is wide ranging, but uh, yeah, typically you know when we talk about uh, fictional places and fantastical places, we're talking uh, yeah we're talking things from uh, maybe some some books or some movies that I've, I've never really seen before. Some uh, so maybe I haven't um, you know sort sort of seen the, the the references that are being made here, so. It might be interesting to see, but you know, I think some of them, you know, most of them will know. And yeah, I guess and we'll see. And you're good at the with end. pop culture. You know, you can you can small talk your way around people talking about Lord of the Rings. You know what's up. You know? Yeah, even if like I can't even if I haven't like seen it before, and I think this kind of goes for everybody, like a lot of these things are so so mainstream, so big that you can you know the name without necessarily uh knowing all the details or maybe have seen the you know, full piece of media or whatever. So yeah, that's that's what it's about here, and uh, you know, if you uh, make sure that you know we, we got uh, we got quite the show for you here, but uh, at the end, uh, I'm going to quiz Brian, and we're going to find out uh, you know exactly oh, no. how many of these that he might... knows. So this might come back to bite you here, Brian. Let's. Oh uh, no, this is totally. Here. I'm already bitten. I'm bitten. I've been yeah, bit. I think Neil, it's, something I, think I was it's thinking right. about today. I was I was thinking that I could maybe guess what you were going to pick. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Um. I. I certainly. Um. I certainly would be into that. I'm not sure if I could necessarily return the favor. I really don't have a feeling about where you're going with this one. Um. So. So yeah. If. Um. <laughs> if you wanted me to, I could guess yours, but I might not be able to. But uh, no, you yeah. don't have to try. It's out yeah. left field, maybe. I think but... you might get the overall thing that I'm talking about here. Um. But you might not get. I. I kind of went a little bit more specific with it, but I'd love to know. Um, yeah, you know what, what? What you think I'm going to choose okay, as my, my first... fictional place that I would like to spend yeah. the rest of my life? Because that's what we're oh, talking yeah. about oh, today. Yeah. Fictional place, spend the rest of your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna dice roll here on you, yep. If I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best one. I'm gonna now. What's the Avatar world? It's Pandora, right? That's right. Yep, Pandora. I'd, that's what I'd pick. 
That's what I think you'd say first. Pandora. That, that is such a good guess. Uh, it's not what I chose. Okay. But okay, I okay. did. It was in the running. But that's an interesting one um, because, yeah, obviously I'm a big Disney Parks fan. And, uh, yeah, you can go, uh, you know, experience a little bit of the, the world of Pandora at, at uh, Animal Kingdom down in uh, Orlando um, if you want to. So, I, I don't know. I think, like, the fact that, like, I, you can get a little taste of it that way, like, sort of made me, like, go in a different direction, you know, because it's already, like, very well represented right there uh, in the theme park. Obviously not real, but, uh, hey, that's uh, pretty close as far as uh, Yeah, but, no, the real place. Like the Liz real said one. the spot in Fern Gully. And and then that got me thinking. I was like, oh, Neil might yes. pick the Avatar world. Well, and here's the thing about Pandora. Um, and, you know, it's uh, I have i hadn't seen the film until like a couple years ago. And I forced myself to watch it before going to the theme park um, land for the first time. But Pandora is a very dangerous place. Like you, uh, it, it's kind of, un, it doesn't really, you know, if you don't watch the film, it's, you know, it's just like, oh, look how beautiful and <laughs> lush it is here. But it's like also like people have to like walk around in like these mech suits and stuff when they're there because of like the beasts are like so dangerous. So, you know. Although it looks great from the outside, I, I the, my first thought of like why I wouldn't want to live there is like I don't think humans can last long in that place. So yeah, the <laughs> that's wilderness. One of the, yeah, that's one of the big tensions of the film is like how hard it is to survive out there, and you have to like you know be one with the Navi, and they're like nine feet tall and all this stuff, and they can survive all the attacks. But uh, yeah, that's a really good guess, especially with the theme park tie-in. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't have a guess for yours, Brian. I, I think you're going so many different ways, and, and, and you're you're fond of so much more sort of media and in movies and stuff than I am. So there's a lot of different um, you know possibilities for it. But did you want to go first here and uh, you know say say what yours would be, or, or did you wait? Want me to did I cut you off? My... Did you say what the what what's what's this week's question? Did I well, cut you off? Go well, ahead. this week's question is: What is a fictional place where you could spend the rest of your life? You know, so it's just like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, not be on Earth anymore. I'm gonna go over here, and um, you know, where you want to live, not just like visit, but where you want to live. Um, okay, now the so hard, the hard part about this is most adventure action movies that create like another world, sci-fi things like that. In order to have the really awesome place, there of course is going to be like some terrible stuff going on that like brings the conflict in the movies here like i don't want to live there there's like mutant alligators there you know yeah but that's just gonna come with the that's gonna come with the territory that's true a lot of these places are gonna have their downsides and you might have to fend for yourself or you uh yeah things might be a little weird out there but you know i think that can be part of it too it's like that's part of like the fun of it is like you know finding a way to fit in or (laughs) i don't know you can make a whole story for yourself in (laughs) any of these situations so uh yeah we'll talk about ours here quickly and then we'll jump into our callers and uh get a number of wonderful calls about different places where they'd like to go so brian get us going here what is a fictional place where you could spend the rest of your life i'm going first you go first all right i'm gonna pick the the tree fort world that the Lost Boys live in in Steven Spielberg's Hook movie. Ooh, yeah, I see. So, uh, yes, a, a sort of take on uh, Neverland, I guess, is sort of what this is, but a very specific location within Neverland. Like yeah, a I don't like even. The, the, the like where they live in the in the animated one. They're like in the bottom of a tree. I don't really like that. I like the <laughs> the grungy kind of dirty. Like that movie's kind of grungy and dirty and kind of like homemadey, but they have the like the skateboard tracks. They have that big like sail skate that Rufio is on. They've got like swings everywhere. Everybody like lives in a little tiny like tree tent. 
it's kind of like the cool kid version of Endor, you know, yeah. and that's that's why I love it. And yeah, that's what I'd pick. I don't. I don't want to step foot in the little pirate world. I don't want to <laughs> even go there. That seems yes. terrible. Yes. And uh, you get a you know a knife in your shoe or something. But uh, I definitely want to live up in that treetop world. And yeah. just like the food, the imagination food. That's what I want. That looks great. So that's yeah, what that, I'm picking. That's the thing about this like whole exercise too. Is it's like okay, what's like a location? Like you think about you know the environment that you're in, um, you know the terrain, like the weather, all that stuff. But then also included is yeah, some of these you know other things that maybe you, you know you saw from the TV show or from the movie or whatever of like what else you get to do there, what happens there, what kind of people or creatures live there or whatever. And so that is a strong uh, part of this too. Is like the Lost Boys, especially in this film, like they just seem so fun. Um, and, uh, you know, it's 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 really is sort of like the best uh, visualization, I think, of like the Lost Boys. Or, you know, I guess I haven't seen like all the different <laughs> Peter Pans or whatever. But, yeah, it's much more fun than like the than the animated classic or whatever, where it just yeah, they're very they build all this stuff. It's very DIY, but it's also very like functional, like it's all these like pulleys and like you know they're all like working together and stuff so i i, I get it. it it does seem like a ton of fun and i haven't thought about hook in a long time what a great mo- what a great movie and definitely one i really you know enjoyed from my childhood as well and, and i didn't realize until recently that if you were an adult when hook came out you didn't like it <laughs> like you thought it was corny like people like don't right. like it but if you're sure. a kid if you were like 12 you're like this is amazing Yes. Oh, yeah. We, I think we were yeah, right in that perfect age to really enjoy Hook and, uh, you know, be stoked about, yeah, Rufio and Robin Williams. So many Dustin Hoffman, like it's Julia Roberts. It's it's quite the film. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, I guess, if you're the right age, then uh, it hits you a little different. So that's a good pull there. We'll see if there's any other Neverland or Peter Pan type uh Type ones in our call here today, um, but uh, for me, uh, Brian, you know, I, I thought you, I thought you'd guess uh, Star Wars overall because uh, that's where I'm taking it. Um, you know, the the galaxy far, far away. But to be more specific, um, you know, I think I think this might be sort of an interesting pick. Is you know, that's the thing again. Thinking about uh, you know, sort of the the climate and and sort of how are you going Tatooine? No, but that's the thing is like with Star Wars, all like the main um, like sort of especially from the original trilogy, like a lot of those like locales are very intense and very like, you know, very they're just like one, you know, they're, they're extreme situations, yeah, right? So, yeah, desert to get Hoth out there in the cold. Who wants to be there? We already live in Minnesota. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, just everything, almost every spot is like kind of. Um, really tough to live there or it would just it's a very extreme climate or situation or whatever so I chose a planet called Coruscant uh, Brian which is uh, which is you know it's it's part of the original trilogy and it essentially is uh, you know it's kind of like the city planet it's sort of like the center of the galaxy Uh, it's kind of like the capital right it's kind of like the wait is that one from the first three yeah, it's they, like the where the where the like council is. 
yes, it's where the like boring Galactic Republic stuff is and everything. But there's also like a whole bunch of like awesome shots of just like the big cities and all like the different transportation and uh, you know just different types of people. And and that is really why I want to live there is because you know I like a city. I like a uh, you know I like an urban area. I guess for, if I'm going to be there for the rest of my life. But what, one of my favorite things about Star Wars is like just just the rich collection endlessly uh, uh you know huge collection of just different creatures and aliens and beings and stuff like that and i feel like if i lived on coruscant i would like get to experience them all because you know they become in there for work or they become in there for the senate or whatever it is like it seems like a good place to live plus you would get a vibe since it's kind of like the center of the of the galaxy you'd be getting a lot of uh you know action you'd be seeing a lot of different people and different things you know much like yeah. a big city all the time so i feel like i'd be able to get a big chunk of the star wars universe and see different species and stuff all the time but i don't have to like live in a desert i don't have to like live underwater or something like that so uh coruscant is uh is the answer for me so there you go star wars y'all i like it <laughs> now i know what that's planet is called that's right coruscant um but yeah uh, we have a lot of callers to get to and um i'm ex- i'm really excited to um you know uh, see what they had to say and uh, have some discussion about these places because i think it'll be fun to you know kind of for you and me to go back and forth about what, what, how we feel about each of uh, these spots as well so uh let's jump right in to our first caller Hi, my name is Melanie, and I'm from Independence, Missouri, which is near Kansas City, and I would love to live in Sesame Street for the rest of my life. Thank you guys so much for a fun topic. Have a great day. Bye-bye. There it is, Sesame Street to kick things off, and you know, like I usually have to say, Brian, you know, I kind of skimmed these calls. I did know that Sesame Street was the first one, but this was one I was going to potentially guess for you, but I didn't really want to spoil the first call. So um, Sesame Street, I know you're a big uh, Henson fan in general, but Sesame Street um, all the time. But that's a that's a really interesting way to take it, right? Like, again, we're thinking, you know, science fiction, fantasy, all these things. But, hey, Sesame Street's a, uh, you know, a fictional place, too. So let, let's go. Yeah, here I'm thinking, like, favorites. oh, there's villains. There's going to be, like, a giant <laughs> dragon that eats you or something like that. And then the first call is, hey, Sesame Street. Sesame Only Street. thing you have to really worry about is Oscar. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, Sesame Street totally counts, totally works. And, uh, yeah, go live with some, um, you know, go live with some Muppets, you know, some different uh, – some different, uh, yeah, some different puppets, some different creatures, whatever, and uh, you know the occasional celebrity is going to stop by and uh, teach you about some colors or something like that. So, um, I think Neil, it's a good who's idea. your favorite Sesame Street character today? Ooh, you know, I don't know the full lineup today, but from the classics, no, uh, I'm saying like just like today, like which one are you liking? This is okay. I get asked hourly what my favorite animal is, and I kind of am <laughs> required to switch it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a it's a daily thing because you just can't say the same one all the time. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I always love uh, Cookie Monster. I probably say Cookie Monster. You know, cookie. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, Cookie. I'm, I'm really into Cookie. Is he just called Cookie now, not Cookie Monster? I mean, he's Cookie Monster, but he's Cookie, and Cookie's. I mean, he's running that show. First name you know. Cookie, second name Monster. I thought Elmo was in charge. You know, I, well, there's I Elmo. Like- Elmo and Abby are running the show basically. Yeah. And then there's, I think Cookie's number two, and then Big Bird would be three. 
Yeah, that's my other favorite one. They're Big Bird. Now, Grover. I, Grover. I for, you you taught me about Gonger. I had no idea oh, yeah. who Gonger Gonger's was. So and fun. You taught me about Gonger. So maybe well, that's... they run a food truck together. I'm trying to think. There's a couple new people. I just uh-huh. love the human character, Alan. Alan and Nina. I love Alan and Nina so much. Uh, they're so fun. Are they puppets I'm trying to think or are they, the are they like people? What'd you say? Are they puppets or like Bert and Ernie style? Like no, humans? they're real. They're the real people that are on Got it. There. Got it. Yeah. They're so cool. I'm like, yeah, I want to be your friend in real life. They're really, th- you can like, they just scream theater people. Uh-huh. Now, Chris has been on it forever. And Chris, he just has a tinge of like kind of seeming, he's the other human person. And he mm-hmm. kind of seems like he's a little over it. And it's like, <laughs> what? You should like move on. Now, he is always that character that's like, you know, Elmo's coming at him like a thousand miles an hour, and he's like, "Whoa, you guys, you Muppets need to like take it back a little bit." But yeah, anyways, that's funny. Yeah, that's it's uh, his character. Yeah, that's that's some of that stuff. That's that new Sesame Street stuff, right? That uh, I mean, relatively new at least. Or it's like I don't know anything about that, but you do. Um, and uh, Melanie loves it as well. So Sesame uh, Street, Sesame Street uh, is a good way to start it off. And uh, let's see what's next. Hi, Brian and Neil. It's and calling from Wrangell. Uh, This was a very hard topic for me. I think I took it way too literally or seriously, um, but I came up with a list of a few places that I would like to visit, and I know that the goal here is a place to live, but hear me out. I have Bikini Bottom, the Capitol or District 13 from The Hunger Games, uh, really any estate from Pride and Prejudice, um, Emerald City in the Land of Oz, Willy Wonka's Factory, Sesame Street, and then the setting of Bluey in Australia. But if I had to pick one to actually realistically spend the rest of my life and live there, I'm going to go Pride and Prejudice because it's so elegant and it's, um, I don't know, just kind of magical and dreamy to me. Yeah, this was a good topic. Very challenging for me, though. So, uh, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks for the long bye. That was uh, that was better. So. We got to get it back. Let's go, people. Get that bye rocking. <laughs> Neil, and, uh, Kristen, feeling very um, you know feeling very casual here. Just just has to say Wrangle now. She doesn't have to say she's from Alaska. She's just from Wrangle. We, you, you know you know the state. When you're a top five caller, you, you don't even have to say. That's you right. Know. Yep, your location can just be your city. Neil, you feeling a little Kira Knightley at the moment here? You feeling Pride and Prejudice? I've never you know? seen it. No, I've never, I've never seen. Have you any read the book v- version of it? Never read it. No, I uh, understand its importance, but I've never been about it. What about you? Have you seen it? <laughs> uh, maybe I don't remember. Maybe back. In the I know, day. I know the time period that they're talking yes. about. Yeah, totally. I don't know why, because then you, Kristen, then you have to wear a corset. Oh, ooh. I just don't. I just know that the footwear. Like the guy's sure. shoes, like wouldn't really yeah. be appealing to me at the moment. I think they would be stiff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you'd have to you, you'd have to be you know okay with the lack of modern appliances and stuff like that. You know, I don't know how far back we're talking here, but you know, I think there's going to be some some very big life differences there. Um, hey, I said know. I wanted to live in a tree, so that's, that's true. You know. True. Yeah, you're going to be like eating leaves and bark and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like I like Kristen's you know uh, approach here of you know kind of giving some honorable mentions um, because you know there's some other ones here that you know maybe other folks won't say. 
Uh, Bikini Bottom, uh, I believe, is uh, is uh, SpongeBob. That's where uh, that's where SpongeBob lives. SpongeBob and his friends. That's like I don't know if that's like their actual house. I, I, don't I think, think it's so. like the city. Yeah, it's like the city. Um, yeah. And I think is they live in the pineapple or whatever. I live in the pineapple um, under the sea. Never seen that. You've seen the Hunger Games. You know, a District Third again. That sounds tough. I mean, maybe it's a cool place when the Hunger Games aren't happening. But when I think of Hunger Games, I think about danger. Well, now she specifically said District Thirteen, Neil, mm-hmm. which is which was like the rogue. They thought no one lived there anymore. They okay. got like bombed out, so they live in a, like it's kind of like a bomb shelter, but it's there's like trees underneath the ground, and they all Whoa. go there once they rebel. In the third, I think it's like the end of the second book when, um, you know, Katniss pierces the the big giant Hunger Games thing with her electric arrow and uh, they pull her out of there and they all go to District 13. That's where they kind of like hub up. So it. it is kind of a it is it's kind of magical down there. It's kind of cool. I like it. Yeah, I like the idea of trees underground. That's cool, um, but yeah, I, I like this. Lots of good ones here. We got we got Oz. We got Willy Wonka's factory. That's a good one. I mean, Willy. Won- I feel like I don't know what what like city. That I, feel, I always think it's like Germany or like Europe or something like that. Like it's all dark and and crazy. But then like yeah, the factory. You know, the, the the place where it exists. That could be like a real place for all I know. Like in the film, but then the factory is like a fictional place. I like that. That's a place I need to stay away from. Too much sugar. <laughs> I would just like I would. I would drink yeah. sugar and pass yeah. out, and mm-hmm. then I'd say, "Can I? Can I leave?" And they'd yeah. say, "Oompa loompa." No, <laughs> they start you singing. Can't. Yeah, they start singing about why you actually need to like like float to your death or something like that down a chocolate river or something. You can't. Uh, <laughs> All right, Wrangle. Thanks, I love Wrangle. it. Thanks for calling. Hi, Cuckoo Kangaroo. Uh, my name is Jackie from Gainesville, Florida, and the fictional place that I would love to. Uh, spend the rest of my days would be Rivendale from uh, the Lord of the Rings series. All right, thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Ooh, Rivendale. Riv- What's up, Jesse? Loving Rivendale. us. Ooh, Dale. I know Jesse. about um, you know from I've never seen the the Hobbit or the or the um, Lord of the Rings, but you know I know it as Middle Earth. But uh, Rivendale is uh, is a new one to me. Uh, uh, Google says Rivendale is in a valley in J.R.R. Tolkien's fictional world of Middle-earth representing both a homely place of sanctuary and a mag- magical elfish, uh, elvish otherworld. In his, his Neil, it's location. gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. That's where the, the place where the quest to destroy the One Ring began. Okay, so it's like the Hobbit Village. No, that's uh, the Shire. Got this it. This is the elf-like magical. Got it. Calm. It's really calm there. It's quiet. Ooh, I'm looking at photos. There's like waterfalls. It's kind of like in the cliffs almost. Yep. It's like very it's, beautiful. It's yes. where everybody kind of like hubs up and they yep. say they want to go there. The movie does, like the book starts in the Shire, but like uh-huh. that's where the quest for the ring like begins. This is a good one. Neil, I will tell you that beyond like you don't want to like see stuff that has dragons in it or things like that. I remember I watched all three Lord of the Rings in a row pre-COVID, wow. so like 2019, February, something like that. I got like a really bad flu, and uh, and you're just stuck in bed. I crushed them. I watched them. They are great. <laughs> just, they are great. You wow, got to check it just, out. They're just they're so beautiful. You just they're so beautiful. I got to read the books. Yeah, no, I'm, I got to read the books. <laughs> Do you? No, I don't have to read the books. I'm not going to read the books. <laughs> I barely read a magazine. 
yeah, but yeah, this Rivendale does look gorgeous. I mean, I know you can go to New Zealand and like go to like the Shire, but you know, I wonder, you know, if it if it if this Rivendale thing is also something that they have like a you know a a representation of that you can actually go visit in in New Zealand or if it was pretty much like all CGI and they did like the the Shire part you know you know physically or whatever or practically or whatever but um yeah this looks great it's it's so so beautiful and right on the cliff and just waterfalls for days and bridges and ooh it does look very cool <laughs> Neil would you rather be a hobbit an elf a human Oh, if you had to be one of the people from Lord of the Rings, a wizard, what would you like want to be? Yeah, I think wizard is a really good one. I mean, I I would be worried about being an elf and being kind of small. I mean, a hobbit. I think I don't know much about hobbits other than they have big feet. Um, elves aren't small though. Elves are. That's Orlando Bloom. He's like a really good archer and he's fast. It. That's pretty cool. But I just like wizards in general. You know what I mean? Like I just like their look. I like. Um, you know, I like, uh, you know, obviously magic powers and I feel like they get to be, they get to live for a very long time. You know, they're all old and stuff. So I feel like they've been around for a minute. So I'll go wizard, but it's mostly based on the aesthetics. Neil, you should, you should dress like a wizard a lot, like more yeah. than one time in your, in your life. Like you should have a couple times during the year where you like dress up like a wizard. I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good for you. Yeah, I like a big pointy hat, and um, you know, I, I think w- what we're talking about now is already planning for for next Halloween. You know, we're recording this, you know, not even a week after actual Halloween. So, you know, I got, uh, you know, I, I got like uh, fifty one weeks to prep. But I'm pretty sure I already have my Halloween costume, thanks to you and the wizard, wizard. And, and the wizard stuff. <laughs> wizard. And now we're onward to caller number four. Hi, my name is Kitty. I'm calling from Bedford, New Hampshire. Um, I'm the director of a child care center in Manchester, New Hampshire, and we always um, enjoy cuckoo kangaroo. So I loved this question of the day, and I just wanted to chime in and let you know that um, I would love to land in the land of Oz, where there's bright colors and music and silly little things and lots of friends. I think that's um, a great place to want to spend the, spend your time. So um, I hope you enjoy that. Love you guys. All right, Katie, there we go. From New Hampshire, Brian, I think we don't get many calls from New Hampshire. Not that there's many people that live there in general, but I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that this is our first New Hampshire call on this program. What's up? First New Hampshire call. Not our first time playing there. We've played Manchester a few times. It's been delightful. Oh yeah, we uh, we enjoy our New Hampshire time, and um, it's just good, good to get a caller from over there. It's child care center. There you go. Keep okay. Now the children. land of Oz, like when I think of the Wizard of Oz, I think like oh, they had to go through all that like stuff, right? Like they had to go through the forest and the Tin World, and they and they found the the Cowardly Lion, and there's all that. But but Oz is specifically the Emerald City. You know, I can't and there's really Munchkin. say. No, maybe it's maybe she's saying like everything because there's Munchkin land and stuff. You know. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot going on here I'm on the Wikipedia as usual. It's a magical country, Brian. It's a full-on country. Oz consists of four vast quadrants: the Gilkin country in the north, Quadling country in the south, Munchkin country in the east, and Winky country in the west. Each province has its own ruler, but the realm itself has always been ruled by a single monarch. Uh, according to the marvelous land of Oz, this monarch is Princess Ozma, 
So there you go. And we're not talking about Oz. We're talking about Princess Ozma here. And Whoa. now I know how uh, one of my favorite bands from high school got their name, Ozma. <laughs> there That's it is. cool. There it is. So yeah, there's four four realms within uh, or four areas within Oz. But yeah, that that's... is Neil. You just gave me more information about Wizard of Oz. Than, I mean, I've seen Wicked a lot. I've watched <laughs> Wizard of Oz a lot. Yes, I've read the Wicked book. I didn't but, know yeah, all the stuff. But yeah, you're right. You think about the forest. You think about like the Emerald City, obviously. Um, but yeah, when you say Oz, I mean, I guess it's been a long time since I've seen the film or whatever, but yeah, you just think about the Yellow Brick Road and the Emerald City mostly, but turns out Oz is, uh, an enormous, an enormous land. Katie wants the fun stuff. That's what she's saying. Just like anybody else, Colin, if you're going to fictional world, you want the fun stuff, leave out the darkness, leave it. Yeah. And again, you know, uh, you know, a parallel to, uh, you know, we're talking about Willy Wonka. This also has, you know, lots of um, small people singing, Brian. So uh, very, very similar here, right? Like Oompa Loompas and, uh, you know, the Munchkins. Like, you know, I feel like they're, they, they maybe, I'm trying to think, are these like similar eras of, of uh, media or whatever? I'm not really sure. But, you know, it seems like a very common thing, especially when you add in the songs here. Um, what, what do you like? Which of those songs do you like more, Brian? Do you, you like the uh, Oompa Loompa style um, songs, or are you more partial to you know the Fall of the Yellow Brick Road um, stylings of, uh, of 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 Munchkins? Or we're just battling soundtrack to soundtrack? Just just the, even just those songs, like just like when those, these yeah. two small people start singing. I mean, both are insanely annoying, but Wizard of Oz <laughs> has way more bangers. So yeah, that's if true. I was, if if we were gonna like if we were gonna like host like a soundtrack battle off, you know what I mean? Like this soundtrack versus this soundtrack. I think I mean Willie's got some good stuff, you know, like the World of Imagination and the Oompa Loompa song. But Wizard of Oz, I think, takes the cake on that. Yeah, and for me, the Munchkins. What about you? What about I, I'm you? a little turned off by the Munchkins because of like their their like helium voices. You know, I much I, see, I, I much see. prefer like the nice so- soothing baritone um, voice of the Oompa Loompas, right? Like it's just kind of a classic kind of singing voice there. So I do prefer that. It is more uh, zen. But, You're totally true about that. Yeah, but I guess it's more like trippy and weird to have the helium voice. So. Um, you know, to, to each their own or whatever. But, yeah, very nice there. We're taking it to Oz with Katie. Uh, appreciate your call. Katie, moving on. Hi, Cuckoo Kangaroo. My name is Annabelle, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And where I've lived for the rest of my life is Wellview in the show Henry Danger. It, and I wanted, and I want to, and if I did, I want to be Captain Man. Kid Danger Sidekick, okay. Bye! <laughs> oh, Annabelle, classic. Annabelle, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thanks for calling in. <laughs> What's up, Annabelle? Henry, Henry Danger. Danger. I've seen it around the internet. I've never watched it. Neil, have you seen it? I have no idea what this is. I have not even seen it. I am Googling it for the first time in my life. Oh, it's like a superhero It's thing. a Nickelodeon show. Oh. Five seasons. Jeez, yeah, looking very like classic comic books here, you know, very like, you know, kind of pulpy like comic book, uh, you know, you know, pop art like stylings here. But uh, okay, Henry Danger, we're learning, we're learning more, Brian, about uh, about what the kids are into these days. 
Yeah, the pop art, the biggest thing is like the mask is just like a Batman, like an old school Batman mask where and Robin were just like, I don't even know how it's, how does it stay on their face? Glue? Yeah, it's almost like makeup or it's like, you know, it's like face painting rather than like an actual mask you would put on like Ninja Turtle style um, where you tie it in the back or whatever. Uh, that's interesting. Um, what I know more about Henry Danger is that there's a Henry Danger musical. Oh, like that it came. It's a after Nickelodeon the Henry Danger musical, and that just means that Neil, we're gonna need to make a Cuckoo Kangaroo musical. That's just gotta oh. happen, right? Well, I feel like that idea has even preceded the the band itself, right, Brian? Like, uh, you know, that, that's that's something that before we even knew what we were doing, we're like, well, what if this band had a musical? So it's one of the oldest, uh, you know, goals of our band, I would say, is to uh, have a yeah. musical. And, um, you know, that that's a big one. You know, probably, again, you always talk about how it's going to be inspired by Goofy Movie and it's going to be a, you know, traveling um, kind of roadshow, like, uh, you know, sing-along thing. So... Uh, That's I, the movie musical. Neil oh, okay. Whoops, need, the whoops, stage, whoops, yeah. the stage musical is going to be different. Uh huh. Yeah, we're, we're still working on all that stuff. So yeah, maybe we'll just do it. We should do a um, episode of this podcast where people give us ideas for our musical. You know, and then we can just incorporate them all in there. Um, but uh, yeah, Henry Danger Swellview is a fictional American city. Uh, it's located not very far from Border Town, next to Neighborville and Rivalton. So very, um, you know, very tongue in cheek there with the <laughs> with the names Border Town and Rivalton. Uh, <laughs> Swellview is in uh, Swellview County and it's in Swellview State. So there you go. Well, the state and the county are the same. They're all called Swellview. So they're just, you know, someone call it lazy just to like name all your things the same way here. But I think uh, I think they're going for some humor there a little bit. Uh, so. Now, yeah. now we know about Swellview. Now, Annabelle, Annabelle did something different, Neil, than anybody else has done. Mm. Okay, Annabelle said about the person she wanted to be in this universe. Oh, that's right. right? Everybody else is like, hey, I just want to like, I'm going to be Brian and Sesame Street, stuff like that. Annabelle's like, I'm not going to be Annabelle. I'm going to be this character in there. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yep, that is uh, that is thinking beyond uh, kind of uh, what the prompt was, which we definitely appreciate. You know, thinking about going. You know, if you're going to be in a fictional place, why don't you make yourself a fictional character who lives in that place? So uh, I like that, and uh, Annabelle's very creative, and uh, yes, uh, a staple of uh, this program. So appreciate you calling again, Annabelle, and uh, we'll see what's next here. Who's next? Hey there, Brian and Neil. This is Cynthia from Portland, Oregon. I gave this question so much thought. And I landed on the USS Enterprise from Star Trek Next Generation. Here's why. So I wanted a place that had, um, like, the people were super important in whatever place I went. And um, I wanted a place where the leadership was strong and Oh man, the, the crew of, crew of the U.S. Enterprise is the best leadership team you could dream up. Um, the people are awesome. Um, I also wanted a place where you could travel and explore and it wasn't just one little place. And if you're on the Enterprise, you get to go everywhere. You get to see other planets. You get to see other civilizations. And, um, you also have the holodeck where you can go anywhere, just like on the same ship. And, um, another reason, this kind of goes back to the superpower episode that you guys had. I didn't call in on that episode, but I 
actually gave it a lot of thought as well, and I had come up with the same superpower that Neil shared, which is being able to just have food anytime you want um, without having to make it or prepare it. You just like, boom, there's your food. And on the enterprise, you can do that as well. You just go up, you hit the button or tell it what you want, and voila, you have um, whatever food you could possibly want right then and there. So USS Enterprise is where it's at, and that's where I'll be. All right. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. What's up? Wow. This is is thorough. uh, This is a very thorough, very in-depth, you know, analyzing sort of, you know, why why someone chooses that. And uh, I love it, Brian. Neil, you know what I'm loving about this? I don't know anything about half the things these people are talking about. How much do you know about Star Trek, Neil? Zero. Almost nothing. Almost nothing. Yeah. But I do know that the next generation Star Trek, this is like the, this is the one that existed during our growing up time, right? Yeah, I think like of this when is I the Patrick Stewart one, right? I think. Well, I, again, I don't actually know. When I think of Next Generation, I think of the TV show. But I, again, that is that's just a guess because I know that's a, that's like the kind of hard thing about you know uh, Star Trek. Um, you know, obviously, you and I are, are bigger Star Wars fans. Not that it has to be either or, but the the world's very. I mean, nowadays you have Mandalorian and you have like TV shows, but Star Trek was doing like shows, like episodic shows, like you know, on basic cable and stuff like that for like a long, long time, I think. So kind of a different situation there where it's like not all just movies. It's uh, it's shows, too. And a lot of them <laughs> have like many, many seasons and stuff like that. So pretty intense. I did watch a couple of these growing up and the holodeck is bonkers. It is what a great feature. I mean, I don't know why more people I think maybe because they did it so well. Nobody else can write it in their show. You know, what I mean, like you can't say that anymore. That idea. But uh, yeah, I did, I did watch it and see LeVar Burton and be like, hey, reading Rainbow. What's up? Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I like, uh, you know, Cynthia Wynn here is kind of, again, a, a parallel to kind of how you know, my choice for, you know, Coruscant, you know, is, you know, a place where, you know, you'd be able to see a lot of things. I, I never considered having my place be a be a vehicle, my place be a ship. Like I could have picked like Millennium Falcon or something like that, where it's like, yeah, you messed up, you know, you messed so, up big time. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a, a very different uh, kind of way to go at that. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate, again, thinking outside the box, much like Annabelle, um, you know, just like a different style of thing here. But um, yes, that is. It is very cool, and uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't know all that stuff about the the Enterprise. Like, I knew what the USS Enterprise was. I was probably, you know, one of the Star Trek things I can name, plus like phasers, which are like the little weapons they have. Um, you know, but I didn't realize of what could happen on the USS Enterprise and and how much was possible there, and you know, all the different stuff that goes down and the, the strong leadership. I mean, we just got schooled, Brian, in. Uh, in a uh, Star Trek lore, and um, I feel a lot smarter because of it. I think this is gonna this is gonna push me over the edge to watch the Star Trek stuff that I've needed to watch. So, any yeah, Trekkies out there? Do I where do I start? Do I start here? Do I start with uh, the TV show after that? I think it was Voyager. Do I start with the J.J. Abrams movies? I don't know. Yeah, help Brian out. Write in, uh, call in, uh, tweet at us, send us an Instagram message. And help Brian out because uh, we want to get on some more uh, Star Trek stuff, and uh, we need a place to start. But uh, yes. help me, thank you, Cynthia. Shout out to 
Portland, Oregon for that one and for giving a very, uh, you know, in-depth look into your decision. Uh, onward to the next caller. Hi, Cuckoo Kangaroo. It's Gavin Seward from Lakeville. I'm going to live in Mario Land and make friends with Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, Toad, and Bowser. And I'm four. Bye. Nice, Gavin. Nice call. Gavin. Gavin. Four years old. What's up? Now, Neil, I know a lot about this place. What about you? Oh, oh yeah. Mario Land. I mean, yeah, the, the place where... Um, where Mario and friends uh, hang out and go on their adventures. Now, now we're talking my uh, kind of place. Now, Mario Land, if we want to get specific here, I believe was uh, was the name of the first like Game Boy, uh, you know, Mario. Like the first Mario, I think, was Super Mario War or Super. No, it was just the the NES one was just called what Super Mario Brothers, I think. And then I think they came out with like Mario Land. Um, so I don't know if he's he's probably not speaking specifically to that. He's just probably talking about the general overall, um, you know, sort of Mario world out there. But yeah, we love all these characters. Um, you know, we're, we're both uh, Nintendo people as far as the video game landscape goes, and uh, definitely love all these characters. And you know, to take it back to theme parks, you know, they're they're finally getting the Nintendo stuff cooking up right now in the various Universal Studios parks. Uh, the uh, Super Mario World is uh, already a thing you can go visit in um, in Japan at uh, Universal Studios uh, Japan, which is in Osaka. Um, and, uh, you know, that same land is actually coming to uh, Universal Studios uh, Hollywood out in L.A. Uh, eventually. So, uh, Gavin, a couple years, you know, maybe when you're like six or something like that, you will be able to go to a Mario land and meet all your Mario friends and go on a Mario Kart attraction. Whoa. So, uh, yeah, much like Pandora, this is one that uh, you can actually get a little taste of yourself uh, coming soon. Neil, this is confusing, though, because Gavin wants to be friends with Bowser. Oh, no. Yeah, Gavin. uh, Gavin's going to try to make peace in the world. You know, I appreciate him, um, you know, reaching across the aisle, Olive Branch, you know, and, and trying to. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very brave of him because most of us, you know, we, uh, you know, we don't want to do that. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, you know, try and, uh, you know, reach an agreement with someone who, uh, you know, we might not see eye to eye with, but you know, Gavin, he's just going to go, he's going to go be buddies with Bowser. Maybe that's really what Bowser needs and no one's ever tried before. No one's ever tried to be friends with Bowser. They've always just tried to defeat him. So we'll see. It could be a good, uh, tactic. Neil, what's the favorite? What's your favorite uh, way to play Mario Kart? Ooh, On what system? Wow, I think I'm going to go with the Nintendo 64 version. I uh, I really like that one. Um, the first one for Super was also a big, um, you know, a big thing for me. But 64 really took it to the next level without it getting too ridiculous. I feel like it's gotten kind of too far away. Uh, I mean, in a way, I think with the most recent one, they brought it back down to a little bit more simple. But, man, it got to this place where there was, like, two drivers on each car, and you could, like, swap back and forth with them, and there's motorcycles and all this stuff. So I kind of don't care for how, like, you know, uh, you know how ridiculous and how far Mario Kart's gotten away from us. So I kind of like that 64 version, though. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? I'm Mike? down. Yeah, 64. I did. I love 64, and I always pick Waluigi. Who do you pick? Ooh, I'm usually one of the lightweight ones. I'm usually like um like the Koopa Troopa or Yoshi, 
Um, something like that. I like I like those guys. <laughs> Waluigi's I, a um, good one though. <laughs> when when my parents they bought a Wii when it first came out and I played when I was at their house for like Christmas or something like that. I did like playing yeah. on the Wii, like where you like turn the controller, like you have to kinda yeah. like move it. That is fun. That the was controls, yeah. Yeah, that was better. And I just found out, Neil, our manager Chris plays Mario Kart a lot on the iOS on his iPhone. Really? Okay. Yeah, I've never played that version, but yeah, there's. That's a, like there's you know, like you have your you have you were playing that snowboard game for a while, and I play threes and really bad chess. Like that's his game. Uh-huh. He plays like Mario Kart. I tried. I was. I tried to get it, but I need a Nintendo password. So if anybody wants oh to gosh. share with me, so I can play. I'm gonna do it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's good to know. Yeah, I know they had a game for that, but uh, I've never really tried it out, so might have to do that. Um, but yeah, Gavin, I I totally get it. Love uh, love the the Mario world and all those wonderful characters, and uh, appreciate you calling. I think that's the first time for Gavin as well. Four years old, just getting on the four, getting on the phone and calling us up. You know, if he can do it, uh, you can do it too, you guys. Um, all right, we got one final caller here. Let's That's see. it. One. Let's see who it, we've, oh, no. we've been through. Wait, we had some short ones here. Let's see who we got. Let's see who we got. Gentlemen, it's BJ calling from Dallas. The fictional place to spend the rest of my life has to be Neverland, hands down. And I'm talking about the version of Neverland from the movie Hook with Robin Williams in it. I just love the idea of being able to float and fly around everywhere, being able to eat as much food as I want just by imagining it, and just having the freedom to do whatever I want with little to no restrictions. Now, the problem is I'm an adult already, so I don't think I would qualify as being one of the Lost Boys, but I can see myself being someone like Rufio, but not necessarily in charge of the Lost Boys per se. And that's about it. And before I go, the reason why I have it in the long goodbye is because I felt like that was Annabelle's thing, and I didn't want to be a copycat. And when I was growing up, nobody liked copycats. But since you called me out, I'm going to go ahead and do it just this one time. So here we go. Bye. <laughs> BJ. BJ. What's up, BJ? Legend. Legend right there. Great stuff. Um, Look at that. Wow. He, he only has to do that once now. He doesn't have to do bye ever again like that because he's he's saying that the, the throne is Annabelle's, so. I get it. I get it. Um, you know, I, I appreciate him, you know, throwing us a bone and, and at least giving us one. Um, but you know, for those of you out there, um, who also want to get in on it, don't be afraid of Annabelle, you know, uh, she's, uh, for all we know, she's a a nice, normal, um, kid who's not going to come after you for, um, using her (laughs) by, but, uh, that's, that's, again, that's just all we know, you know, I guess it's not necessarily factual, but, uh, yeah, shout out to BJ for giving us the long by and for having the same brain as Brian, because you both picked. Uh, this version of uh, of of Hook, and you know he's talking more generally the whole Neverland and stuff like that. Whereas you were kind of saying you're specifically the Lost Boys zone and the tree and all the stuff. But he's right there with you with the you know the imaginary food and um, you know kind of being with the crew of the Lost Boys, even if he can't be a Lost Boy himself. Yeah, I mean that that's what I mean. But to be Rufio, that's a great thing to be. You know, yeah. Rufy. Oh, I wonder how you get that gig. You just got to be a non lost boy who's, you know, has leadership skills and can fly, I guess. Uh, I don't know. That's that seems like that's it. That's kind of it. Right. Oh, Neil, I found a crazy fact about the guy who plays Rufio. Oh. So he's in he's been also like he, vo- he does a lot of voiceover work. Oh. And um, he uh, uh, a couple of years ago, like five years ago, probably he was trying to fund his own 
spinoff. Like he was Kickstarter. He did a Kickstarter for a Rufio movie. Oh. I funded it. It didn't get funded. <laughs> I don't think it did. I don't think my credit card got charged. <laughs> But uh, I wanted it to happen really bad. Of course. And I love that this guy was like pushing for it. Okay. But in it, he's in a goofy movie, Neil. He's a voice actor no in way. a goofy movie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, before the first like uh, all school like assembly when Max like pretends to dress up? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the like fir- power line. The first like part and, of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the valid Victorian goes on with that, is wearing the hat and she's kind of like geeky. But she's cool because yeah. she's friends with Roxanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's two nerd boys that are going like, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> Anyways, sure. That's Rufio. All right. That's that guy. Like one line. <laughs> yeah, he's got one line. It's so awesome. That was so iconic. It's great. Yeah, that's funny. But he's not. He's not with Polly Shore, right? He's not doing the the cheddar, the cheddar cheese. No, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That's uh, <laughs> PD. But I feel like that's PD in that and... same part, like too, where they're like kind of going through the school, and there's like you get to see all the different kids or whatever the different students and stuff yeah yeah that's that's great. good that's great all right this is this is uh ending it there ending it there on uh uh-huh. on hook good call bj yep hook in the house and um yeah thank you everyone who called in and and brian we had some uh had some people who didn't make the show because uh wow so many people called in for this one you know we can't uh you know we we try hard to you know keep our show under six hours and it's really hard um so you know some some have to uh you know not be included in that section but if you listen to the very end of the show, your call will be included. So everybody has to listen to the end and hear a couple more of those voicemails that uh, uh, that are in there, you guys. Those will be tagged on the end if you didn't hear yourself already. Again, we love when everybody calls in and uh, really appreciate it. That's so fun. That's so fun. Yeah, good one this week. Lots of people. You know, we got lots of compliments this week, too, on the topic. If only that was every week, Brian. We're, we're trying our best oh here. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's see. Maybe this next one will be, uh, you know, will be will be the same, where people are just so inspired to call in. I think they will. Neil, I've had this one on the list yeah. for a long time. Yeah. I'm ready for yeah. it. I'm so pumped. This is not going to be a surprise to anybody because we've talked about it, I feel like, on the show. We've teased this even, uh, potentially. But uh, next episode... Two weeks from now, it's going to be about Beanie Babies, y'all. And the prompt is, why did you love Beanie Babies and which was your favorite? Uh, It was a special time, the mid-90s. You know, I probably won't have that many children calling in. Uh, It'll probably be people who were children in uh in the mid 90s or whatever and but that's okay um but hey the beanie babies still exist and obviously people still have them in their houses i could also see this being a thing of like actual small kids who were just like yeah my parents had these still hanging around and i played with them or whatever so i have no idea i'm excited to that's my house yes both both grandmas <laughs> have an insane amount of beanie babies and <laughs> Gus has just inherited them all. They all have ended up, every time he sees yeah. them, they're like, you can have a crocodile, yeah. you can have this. And now there's so many Beanie Babies Oh, in my, my house. gosh, I love it. So, yeah, please call us, 612-424-0036, and tell us all about your Beanie Baby phase and uh, why you love it and uh, which one was your favorite. There's probably, I mean, now, I mean, overall, you know, who knows how many there are now, but... Just in that initial collection, you know, I think there's, you know, probably even close to 100 just just there. So, so many different Beanie Babies to choose from. 
I got I got to think about that one. I'm not sure I have a favorite right now. So, or if you just have crazy beanie baby stories, I want to yeah. hear some crazy thing about how you made your dad like wait for seven days and he couldn't come home because you needed you needed to get legs. That's the frog, beanie baby. <laughs> legs, the frog. Oh. Leapers or something. I don't know. Oh, fantastic! All right, uh, I want to hear about somebody who has like a the retired polar bear that just retired before Beanie Babies popped off. That's what I want to hear about. Oh my gosh, so so many. Characters. I'm going to talk about Beanie. This that next podcast can be like three hours long. I'm just going to talk about Beanie Babies forever. It's going to be long. We got to talk about the tags. We got to talk about Ty. There's so much to get to there. So uh, everybody, listen to that 20 minute podcast I recommended before about Beanie Babies oh, yeah. culture. That's right, uh, from uh, from Gimlet or whatever, right? Um, yeah, yeah, we gotta check that one out. It was in the show notes a few weeks back. Ooh. Go check out that one. All right, I'm gonna say the number this time, Neil. Okay, everybody, call in. All right, six one two four two four zero zero three six. I love to hear you say that number. Very nice. <laughs> All right, onward to recommendations. Okay, recommending things that you need to know about. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very special part of the show because we, we, uh, we you know, we're, we're partial to things. We are uh, fans of things. We, uh, everybody has their own way of uh, doing lots of different things. And that's where I'm going to start out today, Brian. I'm going to get us rolling here because the thing I'm recommending today is really a technique um, for, uh, for, for helping your, uh, indoor plants stay alive. And that is, uh, that is to mist your plants. That's my recommendation this week, folks. Um, in the last uh, few years, I've gotten, uh, really into having lots of tropical plants inside my home. Uh, you know, Minnesota gets kind of bleak for a lot of the year. Uh, we get, we're coming up on uh, daylight savings time here. You know, you get some, get some dark times in the winter and it's cold outside. It's nice to have some bright, alive, uh, tropical plants on the inside, and so I do my best to keep them alive. It doesn't always work, but uh, I'm always trying hard, always trying to learn new things about how to treat them, and you know, just watering them a lot is probably a good idea in general if you can give someone just a little bit of advice. But uh, misting your plants is a new thing I've been into for the last year. Just gotta get a you know a water bottle with like a squeeze uh, top thing, you know, like a, a spray top bottle. Um, and uh, fill it with water. And what I like to do is alternate uh, between simply misting the leaves, giving the the plants you know water that way, and then a more traditional way of you know pouring the water into the the, the base of the of the plant or the tree or whatever. Um, and it seems to have worked out. You know, again, so I still have some mishaps, still have some plants that don't make it, but um, overall, I've I've really seen the difference uh, in in from misting my plants every now and then. Um, I'm not exactly sure why that works well. I think it's something about, you know, kind of giving the specific nutrients straight to the leaves rather than, you know, giving it right to their root system or something like that. But it's something that I've been, uh, it's nice, it's nice and, you know, it's good to switch it up too because it's like a routine to water all your plants. So it's cool to have like a secondary thing you go to, um, you know, every other time where you get to walk around with a, you know, a misting bottle and hit your plants that way. So I don't know. I like plants and trying to keep them alive. And I think uh, misting can uh, go a long way. 
Uh, Neil, what do you do with your cacti? Cacti, they are on a different schedule. They are, um, you know, I have I have some literature about that from where I get my cactus from. They have a care instructions, a little pamphlet that I'm, uh, you know, uh, sticking to. But, you know, basically there's two seasons for uh, cactus. And, uh, you know, we're in the second season now. And so you have to water them like way less than you normally do. Usually I put all my cactus together and water them like once a month. Um, just like oh. right in the front of the house, I put them all in the entryway and put some blankets down. And you know, since the water like seeps out through them, you know, and just dump it on there once a month. But then when it gets to be the winter, it's really more like every ten weeks, something like that. You know, like two two months, three months. Um, so it just really stretch it out that way instead. And uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of in broad strokes. I think generally what you're supposed to do with cactus, basically in the winter, let them do their thing. They hardly need any water. And then in the summer, when it gets warmer, once a month is uh, good for them. So yeah, it's fun to have plants. <laughs> I would definitely overwater a, a cactus. Yeah, that's it's uh, it's easy to do. And it's, it's 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 interesting because like when you do water, you're not supposed to water your cactus very much. But when you do water your cactus, you're supposed to just like dump it like dump hard on the on the plant because the idea is like that is a realistic you got a huge rain that, yeah exactly that's a realistic situation like they can stand in the desert for a long time but when it rains in the desert it doesn't just sprinkle it's like a big huge downpour and so these plants in the wild are used to that like don't need a lot of water but when the water does come dump it so again that's why i kind of round them all up and put water put blanket or uh, towels underneath them and stuff like that because i go crazy with the water on them so yeah learning a little bit about plants this week missed your plants y'all that's my recommendation brian what you got what you got for us neil i was gonna talk about plants too no way no but i wasn't then i stopped okay but from our farmer's market we have the specific farmer in wabasha minnesota farmer lauren and we get all of our stuff just from her. Ah. And I, at, towards the end of it, I was just getting giant boxes of kale for $25. And then I was trying to, like, eat. As, she thought I was freezing it, but I was trying to eat it all. So I was eating kale for almost, like, three meals of the day. I was trying to eat it before it went bad. Oh, yeah, you told me about this, how you're going to do a, a big kale uh, sort of week or whatever. You know, you're going to try and... You know, kind of, uh, you know, assist. I've your continued diet. it. I'm just, I'm going hard on it. Wow. So, but anyways, but I'm not going to talk about kale. I was going to talk about, <laughs> I'm going to talk about something different. Yes, now. yes. Okay, I'm going to talk about this graphic novel that we got first. My wife and I got for our son for his birthday. Cool. We went and just like, he likes graphic novels. And so we got him some younger ones. And sometimes, like, we go to the library, we just, like, pick some stuff, you see what happens. But for his birthday, we, like, bought two. We just, like, paid for them. But we got this one called, it, it was, he likes illustrations the most, but, like, Mr. Wolf's Class. And the first time I read it, I was like, this is spastic. This is wild. This, like, makes no sense. But it does. It, like, does flow in a story, but they're all, like, it's a fourth grade class. And it's, like, after I've read it a little bit more, and now we've read four of them. And it was written by an ex fourth grade teacher. It like embodies fourth grade so perfectly. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's like the story moves, but like it's not like kindergarten spastic. Like you're like, hey guys, we're going to do this. And they're like, hey guys, I have a pet dog. <laughs> but it is pretty like bonkers. Like all the different stuff. Like each kid is kind of like doing rogue. It's all like getting through the class day or going on the field trip, but like. One kid's taking surveys, and this kid's zoning out and mad about what went home. Anyway, so I love it. Mr. Wolf's Class, check it out if you're looking for a good read for, I don't know, anybody like 5 to 10. 
So wow, and that's, he, what, that's what I'm and saying. He's digging it, so it must be. Uh, yeah, you know, we mentioned before. You know, it was one of the first couple shows I think when we you know talk about Lumberjanes, another graphic novel or another comic book series you've uh, recommended before. So is it kind of in that sort of like reading? Not not that he's reading it or whatever, but is in that same kind of like you'd recommend it to the same like age group as like Lumberjanes or whatever. Yeah, like Lumberjanes probably for like fourth and fifth graders and this is probably the same if you're going to be reading it but it's less there's no it's like at a school so there's no like zombies and mythical creatures and stuff like that which i think now that he's been through a halloween where he understands fully he now like is becoming scared of stuff which i'm like wait that's the opposite of what should be (laughs) happening you should have been scared before but um anyways mr wolf's class check it Mr. Wolf's class and shout out to just just going into the store and picking out some, you know, picking a comic book or graphic novel that you might like. That's cool. Right. Just shout out to people who like reading. It wasn't (laughs) me. So I'm glad my kids like reading. Nice. Uh, Cool. All right. Well, that does it for recommendations. And uh, we're going to, uh, you know, keep the theme going here for the game. Brian here today. It's um, it's time to give you your uh, bi-weekly quiz time, and uh, we're gonna do things a little bit different this time around, Brian. I am. Uh, it's gonna be a rapid fire, and we're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna put sixty seconds on the clock, and uh, uh, I got the clock, and uh, I'm gonna tell you a fictional place, and then you name like the TV show, the movie, or video game that's from. You know, okay. And we're gonna see how many you can get. I got oh my goodness. Got, oh my goodness. I got like oh 15 here. I think you might be able to get pretty good here. And and if you don't know what okay. it is, just say pass. And you can okay. pass on to the next Wait, one. wait. You're going to tell me the fictional place and I'm going to tell you the movie or the Yeah, thing. you okay. tell me like the property that's from. Um all right, we got 60 seconds on the clock and away we go. Okay, here we go. First one, Bedrock. Flintstones. S- correct. Springfield. Simpsons. Correct. Gotham City. Batman. Correct. Hyrule. Pass. Arendale. That's uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Try again. Arendale. Oh, snap. Ah, I know this. Uh, You can pass it. (laughs) All right, pass. Wakanda. Uh, Black Panther. Hill Valley, California. Oh, what is that? What is that? What is that? All right, pass. Keep it going. Pandora. Avatar. Mushroom Kingdom. Smurfville. Uh, Smurfs. Nope. Uh, Hogsmeade. Oh, that's uh, Harry Potter. Quahog. Oh, my gosh. No clue. Dagobah. Uh, that's Star Wars. Pallet Town. What? I don't know. Vulcan. All right, no clue. Xavier Academy. Oh, 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 that's a High School Musical. All right, we're out of time here. All right, you got seven. Wait, wait, Ray- Arendelle? Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. I'm thinking that right now. What is Arendelle? Why am I blanking it's on frozen. that? It's Frozen. Oh, my God, of course it is. <laughs> that's okay. I watched that. St- I was, that's I an obvious one you should have gotten, but you know what? We give, you know, it's on the spot game. You know, wait, bre- can I do guesses yeah, now? Yeah, we're going to go back through them. Uh, mind farts happen, so you get them. But you got seven. Um, the other ones that you didn't get, Hill Valley, California. This is an interesting one. This Hill? is a kind of a throwback one. Is that from uh, that uh, sp- 
Is that from that Sean Penn 80s movie? It's Back to the Future. It's where Back to the Future uh, Back takes to the future. place. Okay. Yep. Uh, you got uh, Pandora. Mushroom Kingdom is just like Mario, like in general. Like that's where like Mario oh, okay, stuff okay. is. Um, you got Hogsmeade. Quahog is like the fake town where Family Guy takes place. Like in in oh in, uh, yeah, in no clue. Quahog. It's like a, a, a what is it? A, um, Rhode Island reference. Um, Dagobah. You got Star Wars. That's like where Yoda lives. Uh, Pallet Town is Pokemon. That's where you start in Pokemon. Oh my goodness, that's good to know, that's good to know. Vulcan, I guess I looked this one up as a place from Star Trek, it's like a common place to go, it's like I think it's also um, like species or whatever, Um, and then Xavier Academy is a hard one to look up too, but this is um, uh, where uh, the X-Men train, so Xavier is like the uh, bald guy in the wheelchair or whatever. I said high school musical, musical. yeah, Xavier Academy is there, the X-Men are, but I thought you might get it because Xavier X, I don't know, Uh, but yeah, those were the, those were the ones, you got seven of those. Those, that's pretty good. Hopefully, we could pl- Love play it. at home and get those as well. Um, but yeah, we uh, we got uh, one more little thing to get to here before we wrap up the show, and it is called New with Koo. Ooh, Neil, theme song, so hot. We, we got to find one eventually, you know, for the New with Koo. Maybe Neil Z could could hook it up eventually. Um, but New with when Koo. do we make Neil Z do a whole new uh, theme song? Yeah, with like. Annabelle saying bye in it or something like yeah uh, bye yeah. and it goes and it's like it's all like the best callers it's like Alaska yeah I think maybe Riverside I think, yeah Dallas you know, yeah we're, we're on year two now so yeah I think um yeah I think I think it's it might be it might be that time take some some good stuff from year one but uh yeah we'll see we'll see we'll talk to Neil Z about that one uh but we gotta talk about what we're up to these days and Brian we want people to this could have been a recommendation we need people to go check out uh, a new app uh, on the App Store. Um, I believe is it just iOS or is it iOS and Android? No, it's Android Fire. All the yeah, stuff. it's all the places. It's called OK Play. OK Play. Really simple. OK P L A Y. Uh, that's the name of an app, and uh, there are some new uh, OK Play experiences that feature um our songs brian and working on that right now with those guys and some of it has premiered right now and some of it is coming soon so what is okay play and and how does the app work brian okay so you sign up it's free and you pick all these worlds so we're like right now we have two of our songs up there but you're making videos that you get to like be a part of so you're making music videos and songs and stories where you get to create the things it and it the different things you get to do change in all of them on the newest one with our our song about squids called ink you get to draw the squid that moves within like a little music video that we're going to be there you get to make the noise of the like clam that's like fart burping and then you get to draw the squid ink of like whatever you want to draw and then it all like plays out and you can edit it and remix it and watch other people's uh we did a monster moves one where you got to pick the head and a body and create that through three different scenes of different kinds of monsters that you want to do. And it like played with our song and um, they have a story pirates one where you can create a cat. Uh, You have ones where you can like put your face in there. You can do your parents face, your friend's face. Um, They're working on tons of stuff. So we just, we just, I love, we love interactivity. That's like Neil and I, you know, that's, that's what we love. Thing. And this was another way for, they reached out to us and they were like, do you want to do a couple of these? And we we're like, yes, this sounds so fun. They're brand new. They just started 
and it's different ways to interact with our songs. So we are in. We're all the way in. Yeah. Okay. Play. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Mad Libs. Only instead of like words to create a new story, you're using different input methods. You know, from your phone or from your tablet. You know, like Brian said, whether that's taking a picture of your face or doing a little dance move or drawing something again, like drawing the squid, you know, using your finger to like draw stuff. So it's a cool way to like create a couple specific things and then it plays back this video for you um, that, you, you know, your creations are a part of um, and you can like share it and, you know, see other people's stuff. And so it's a really cool little app and we're excited to partner with them. So that's something we've been working on for a little bit here and it's finally premiering now. So we want you all to go check out OK Play. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of all we're up to these days. Kind of chilling right I'm now. I'm raking leaves, Neil. I'm raking a lot of oh, leaves. Oh yeah, I got. I decided. I did raking today too. I got twelve bags, Brian. Whole backyard. I did it all. Um, so yeah, lots of leaves are falling here in the Midwest. But yeah, good times. Also, check out our TikTok page because I'm not going to stop posting TikToks until we get a million followers, guys. Oh, TikTok, everybody. Go to the TikTok app and type in Cuckoo Kangaroo, and we're right there. Come follow us. It's fun. Boom. Doing silly dance moves and um, comedies, comedy, little short comedies. Just puns, pun comedy. Yeah, yeah. So dig on that. Neil, people are asking for more puns All right. after Banana Phone. We got to keep them coming. There'll be more pun jokes coming soon, y'all. All right, you're really good. You're really good at writing puns. Like, if it's like, hey, Here's one thing. Can you write 12 more puns? You're like, yeah, sign me up. This is my bag. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. It's uh it's <laughs> I'm a fan of wordplay and uh, it's really enjoyable. So, had you been since a kid? Like were Good you a little question. kid that you like that's what you love the most, puns? I guess I always liked yeah, words in that kind of way, but I've never really fancied myself too much of like a long kind of like, oh, I'm going to write a book or something like that. But I don't know. I guess I always just like, yeah, like TV shows or comedy shows that would like do, use that kind of stuff. I always thought that was really fun. So I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 fun that requires just a little bit of thinking. So I, I guess I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So good times. Puns. It's all, Neil, it's all happening. It's been so lovely to chit chat with you. Oh, every other week we've been doing it and uh, it's, uh, uh, it's another classic episode in the bag right here. Thank you, everybody, for sharing with us your favorite fictional places where you want to live. That was a really fun one. And uh, make sure you run it back uh, here in two weeks and uh, call us and talk about Beanie Babies. Anything you want to talk about, you know, good times, heartbreaking, uh, heartbreaking, uh, you know, hunts for, for Beanie Babies where you came up empty. You were just a few minutes late. You couldn't have had the Princess Diana purple bear, but you, you, the last one just walked out the store. You know, there's there's a lot that goes into the Beanies. And uh, let us know which one is your favorite as well. 612-424-0036. Call us, please. And, uh, of course, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. It'll be a good time. Subscribe to the show so you can uh, get it in your podcast app as soon as it's out. And stay tuned after we say goodbye for a few extra callers from this week's show. Uh, but, yeah, appreciate everybody listening. Excited to do it again in two weeks. Bye, Brian. Bye, Neil. Good evening. This is James from Philadelphia, PA. And I had suggested the restaurant at the end of the universe because I would love also known as Millaways because I would love to see the end of the universe and also listen to my favorite group second favorite group I should say after you guys <laughs>
um, disaster area. I really love you guys. I am glad you guys are doing well, and I hope you continue to do well. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, and have a good evening. Hey, my name is Jordan, and I'm here from Minnesota. A fictional place is where I would go is Tatooine. Hi, this is Whitney Cushing from West St. Paul, Minnesota. Hogwarts is my home. My name is Rose Curran. I would like to live in the Shire. I am from Boston. Hi, my name is Aubrey Siebert, and I live in Lakeville, Minnesota. I'd like to live in Yesland, where my parents could only say yes to everything. And I'm seven years old. Bye. Liam P. Where would you want to go? To a cat. Cat what? Cat home. Cat farm. Yeah, cat farm.